Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Kuru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, X Kuru, and today we'll be continuing our journey into Persian mythology with our stories from Aladdin and the Arabian Nights. And to go with our Persian fairy tales, again we have a really cool black tea from China. This time this one's called Yunnan or Dian Hong. And we're going to be talking specifically about Yunnan black tea, which has a mellow flavor and a golden appearance. Yunnan black tea is actually one of China's four major teas. And Dian Hong is great for its diuretic properties as well as a detox. The tea is also good for maintaining healthy bones and it also helps to get rid of excess heat in the body. So it's a coolant and I think that's really cool. Now on to our story today. Previously, we had this fisherman who found this genie and this genie had made an oath that whoever freed him, because he was angry, he'd kill them and they'd only get to choose how they died. So now the genie has been, uh, re- he went back into the lamp, so he's resealed inside there and the fisherman's preparing to throw him into the ocean. And now he's going to tell the genie a story to kind of like um, show him the error of his ways and like kind of teach him a lesson for lack of better words so that's the story we're going to go into today and it's the story of the grecian king and the physician duban so let's get into it there was once a king who suffered from leprosy and his physicians had in vain endeavored his cure when a very able physician named duban arrived at his court he was an experienced national natural philosopher and fully understood the good and bad qualities of plants and drugs as soon as he was informed of the king's distemper and understood that his physicians had given him over, he found means to present himself before him. I know, said he, after the us- usual ceremonials, that your majesty- majesty's physicians have not been able to heal you of the leprosy. But if you will accept my service, I will engage to cure you without potions or external applications. The king answered, if you be able to perform what you promise, I will enrich you and your posterity. You may make the trial. The, pos- the physician returned to his quarters, made a hollow mace, and in the handle he put drugs. He made also a ball in such a manner as suited his purpose, with which next morning he presented himself before the king and said to him, Let your majesty take horse and exercise yourself with this mace, and strike the ball until you find your hands and body perspire. When the medicine I have put in the handle of the mace is heated with your hand, it will penetrate your whole body, and as soon as, you're, as soon as you perspire, you may leave off the exercise, but then the medicine will have had its effect. Immediately on your return to the palace, go into the bath, and cause yourself to be well washed and rubbed. Then retire to bed, and when you rise tomorrow, you will find yourself cured. The next morning, when he arose, he perceived with equal wonder and joy that his leprosy was cured and his body as clean as if it had never been affected. As soon as he was dressed, he came into the hall of audience, where he ascended his throne and showed himself to his courtiers, who, eager to know the success of the new medicine, came thither betimes, and, when they saw the king perfectly, perfectly cured, expressed great joy. The physician Duban entered the hall, bowed himself before the throne with his face to the ground. The king, perceiving him, made him sit down by his side, presented him to the assembly, and gave him all the commendation he deserved. His majesty did not stop here, but daily showered upon him marks of his esteem. Now this king had a vizier, 
who was avaricious, envious, and naturally capable of every kind of mischief. He could not behold without envy the presents that were given to the physician, and he therefore resolved to lessen him in the king's esteem. Sire, said he to the king, are you wise in allowing your person a man who, for aught you know, may have been sent here by your enemies to attempt your life? No, no, vizier, interrupted the king, I am certain that this physician, whom you suspect to be a villain and a traitor, is one of the best and most virtuous of men. You know, he cured me of my leprosy. If he had had a design upon my life, why did he save me then? He needed only to have left me to my disease. I perceive it to be his virtue that raises your envy, but do not think I will be unjustly prejudiced against him. I will tell you what a vizier said to King Sinban, his master, to prevent him putting to death the prince's son. This vizier, having represented that the king ought to hesitate to do a thing which was founded on the suggestion of another, related the following story. So that was the end of um, the fisherman telling that story to the genie, the story of the Grecian king and the physician Duban. And I guess the moral in this case would be that if you do good deeds without expecting anything, you will be justly rewarded. The physician, the physician Duban was exemplary in his craft and he went to the king free of any uh any ulterior motives beyond trying to do what he was good at which was healing him so i think that was a really cool story that brings us to the end of today's episode it was rather short but i think it was enjoyable all the same hopefully you think so too so thank you for tuning in and if you feel so obliged give me a follow on instagram at talks with kudo you can find this podcast on spotify amazon music samsung podcast as well as the akas platform so thank you for listening and i'll see you next time